Good Company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. So a couple of hours ago, I had a meeting with my bookkeeper, Cindy, and hi Cindy. Hi Cindy, I know you're listening. <laughs> and um and she was asking me, okay, so you know, this is where we're at now and where do you want to go next year? And maybe we could do some income projections and blah blah blah. And I just felt my body like <sighs> tighten, my muscles contracting. I was like, oh that does not feel good. Income projections, oh no. You know, I have been kind of a bit anti goals, like smart goals um for a while now (laughs) and lisa you're a bit the same right oh yeah um resistant to the max because i don't want to set myself up for failure and what if i don't reach the goals and very different story i have about that now so we thought we would just jam a bit on goals today and what it means and how we can maybe switch out of goals in the, you know, smart goal sense, whatever it is. What is it? Like specific, measurable, measurable actionable, no. timely, yeah, something mm. out. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, where we can create goals but in different ways that feel good to us. So do you want to talk about what, how you approach goals these days? Yeah. So, I mean, I basically had zero and I just let myself get kind of happily surprised by things that happened. You know, that was a story I was telling myself. Anyway. Oh, that was but good. I actually, that was good. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, so random that that just happened. Not random. I actually had a really big goal from the start and the goal was to move us back to Melbourne and for Nick to be able to quit his job. Like there was actually a really big goal. Um, but what I resisted for a really long time was setting myself, uh, an expectation of where I would be by when mm-hmm. felt very scary to me. And I, cause I was also like, things just happen when they're going to happen. You can't skip steps. You know, I can say I want these things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen. But then I have had this freaky ability to kind of predict exactly what happens. Um, yeah, uh, manifesting. Lisa, manifesting caught off. <laughs> oh, my God, she's so angry at me about that. <laughs> um, yeah, how many did you want in your program? A hundred. How many did you get? A hundred and four. See, happens again. <laughs> don't, like, don't talk to me because I'll be like, oh, what's the day before cut close? Nowhere near my goal. I don't want to hear it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck off. I'll fuck off. I'll talk to you after 5 p.m. when you're at 103. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is that sometimes that doesn't happen as well. Mm, And um, that's true. But, you know, and it's about accepting responsibility. But what I guess um, I have gotten better at, well, what I have started to realize is what I have been doing is creating lots of little small, achievable goals just for the next thing. But I have been missing 
for a little while a big overarching vision. I've kind of smashed the goals that I set for myself, the, the achievable ones, and now I need something bigger. And so much resistance comes in when we ask ourselves to do that. Because it's like, who am I to be thinking this big? You know, why are you fooling yourself, Lisa? Are you going to live your life constantly disappointed because you never get there? Are you going to be like Lewis Howe and just sound like you're a crazy person? (laughs) (laughs) When you say you want to reach 100 million people, you know. (laughs) Lewis will. Yeah, he will. He will. He will. He's got the vision and he's just doing everything that works towards the vision. So I've had to get really honest with myself about what my big vision is. And Nick and I are getting honest with each other about what our big vision is for our family because Mm. we're not planners. Like we are not people who have, like I never thought about a wedding, for example. I wasn't like always dreaming about what my life would look like. I just seriously, I just have not done that at all. And now it's like, I think it's time that we sort of say what it is that we want for the ne- in the next like five years or even, even in the next two years. And what I'm realizing is that vision is a huge big driver, but what I need to do is also set goals for myself consistently and write them down that move me closer to I'm already feeling toward- burning in my body right now. <laughs> right. Like, so I've sort of recently started using one of those 90-day planners, so much resistance to even starting using it. And in the first week that I did it, I wrote down five really big goals that I wanted to um, achieve in, in 90 days. And uh, I, I ticked off one like already done that I thought would take me 90 days and the other one I made a big decision on that will just make it happen. Now it's out of my hands. It's in someone else's hands practically. And it's like, oh, this shit works. Write it down. <laughs> then your mind knows what to focus on because you know I'm, I'm an ideas person and I'm quite flighty. And whoa, okay, I can see how we can knock this over. Right. Uh, maybe there's something to this goal planning, but I think the key for me was to really limit it to just a few. Just don't make it huge. Like, don't be all the things. Like I want to go gluten-free. I want to, um, you know, make 500 grand in a month. I want to, you know, go to my kids' school every day, every morning for next term or something. Do you know, like – I, I keep it real, but I needed to just focus down onto the five things that would make a really big difference to me and um, crazy how it's already starting to happen. Weird. So I know weird because I this is something that I have not been like, I don't like it because I feel like it stifles my creativity. What if a good idea comes in and I have to set myself down this path and blah, 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 blah. It just, it feels um, counterintuitive to a creative business. But yes. now I realise that creativity can flourish when I actually just know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, well, you need some kind of parameters. Like even even in, you know, most people don't start uh, painting just by slap and paint on. They have it. They create a vision in their head, and then they paint that vision. You know, whether or not it turns out perfectly as they had seen it in the head or not is another story. But um, but they have an idea of what they want to create before they go about creating it. 
a vision matters. And I think for me, and I don't know, I know we've both talked about this a lot, is, um, you know, not like the whole Oprah complex, mm. but also like your vision needs to be big enough to inspire you, but not so big that it's, it can't, you can't start working on it right now. I think the thing that I was missing was that just being okay with it taking a while. Mm. I thought that a vision had to be achievable like this year. And what I'm realizing is it's okay to push it out for a 10 year vision. And that's a playful place to to be in, I'm finding, because it kind of lets your mind wander a bit and go, well, what is it that I, in 10 years' time, I'm certainly not going to be doing this. Yeah. What would I do? What would I do? Like, that's just, where would I live? Like, what does my house look like? What does my day-to-day feel like? Far out, the kids will be, like, finishing high school. What does that even, like, (laughs) like, as a, as a almost 50-year-old, wow. What do I want to have done? I don't know. It's just, I just find it kind of a playful place instead of daunting. Yeah. So this morning when I was talking to my bookkeeper, you know, I've had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life around my husband's mom heading towards maybe going into a retirement village. And what it's really highlighted to me is that I don't want my avoidance of, you know, my stuff to become Mabel's burden, which is enough of a factor for me to get off my ass and actually create some change, right? Because if if I can make some small change here that can have a really big impact down the track. And sometimes I think we think like we create these massive big things and they're very externally based. So it's like, I will have, you know, I will have the that house that's in the boys' town or whatever it's called, your town kind of catalogue now. I'll be driving around in my Range Rover, dropping the kids off at their private school and blah, 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 blah. You know, I'll be going to my office with my 10 staff and, um, you know, and and having, you know, so we create these pictures, but they're all very externally based versions of success mm-hmm. Where where for me now it's like, okay, when I'm basing goals on things or if I'm even like doing the visioning, it's like, how do I want to feel in that? Like, what do I want to be doing Mm. with my time um, Mm. that isn't necessarily externally validating, an externally validated version of success? You know what I mean? So -hmm. it's like for me right now, and and I I have made so much progress through inadvertently setting goals, not in a like, so I've got my goal 90 day planner up there and I've written down that this and this and this and this and this, and these are my weekly goals and here's my sales targets. And that stuff does not motivate me in the least. What does motivate Mm. me is getting to an end of quarter and having already paid my bass, right? Yep. So then that becomes my goal rather than, you know, I'm going to turn over $750,000 this year. My goal is I want to not be worried at all about how I'm going to pay my tax bill. Yep. And then I make that shit happen. Mm. And it has happened, right? Mm. So, mm. and so now for me, it's like, okay, so now I've got, now that I've got my finances, because for me, you know, some, most of my goals are, 
are about the way that I live and I need money to live. So a lot of them are most, a lot of our goals are financially driven goals. Um, and so for me, it's like, I have other goals too, but they're like being able to show up and creatively express myself. You know, mm. that was a goal of mine, be able to just be me. So they, they don't necessarily have to be. And if you're not motivated by, um, you know, I know from when I was a rep and I'd have my monthly and quarterly sales targets, I did not find that shit m- motivating at all. So I had to mm. find other ways that I could focus my goal setting, you know, like to be not just $250,000 this month, but instead being focused around other things, feeling like not, not being kept awake at night worrying about money. That's a goal. So, yeah. So how can I make that happen? You know, how can I start mm. planning for my retirement now so that my avoidance isn't Mabel's burden in 40 years from now? That's a goal, yep. a long term yep. goal. And I feel like so often we're on the short term stuff too. It's like, you know, get to a thousand Facebook followers, but that stuff isn't necessarily the stuff that brings us real fulfillment when we reach those targets. It's like, you know, th- those visions of us in the big house and the for the the Range Rover, wherever you go, there you are, you know? <laughs> so you're just going to be driving around in the Range Rover, still fucking hating yourself, but you got the Range Rover, woohoo! You know? Yeah. So maybe your yeah. goal is how can I learn to love myself more um, so that when I am sitting in the Range Rover, I'm not a complete asshole to myself. Oh, you got the fucking Range Rover and you're still ungrateful, you bitch. You know, so so it's about it's about like you really <laughs> so nasty to yourself. Like I wouldn't even be thinking that shit. Like some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth, I'm like, what do you mean? What you don't ever talk to yourself in that nasty? I just way. be like, doo, doo, woohoo. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like the the Range Rover wouldn't like the Range would not. Okay, it's not going to solve your problems. No, exactly, okay. that's what I'm saying. I, that's what yes, I'm saying. Yes. Not necessarily that you'll be driving out of the car lot. You know, you've, you've just paid for the Range Rover and then you're driving home. Like, of course, you're going to be on, on the, you know, on the whatever, like totally stoked that you're driving home in your new Range Rover. But two months later, you're in the Range Rover and you're like, eh, I'm still me. Yeah. That's See, what I'm I think it's that, um, <laughs> you know, like even just mentioning a car, it's so funny because, uh, I don't really give a shit about cars. Like Nick I don't either. And I, we're just not really car people. So um, hitting a goal like having a really nice car wouldn't be fulfilling in itself because mm. it doesn't. Because it's not what motivates drive you. me. But um, you know, the other the other week, our son is like, oh, when are we going to live in our own house? Because mm. we've always rented, we've always moved around. He's lived in about. He's lived in um, two, five. This is his sixth house and he's seven. Um, and and he's like, I just, you know, like are we poor and when are we going to be rich enough to do that? And if they can, why can't we? And I'm like so happy to rent. And then I just thought, wow, that's really interesting, my avoidance or my, you know, I just we just have not focused on that. Um, as a thing, because we've never known where we wanted to be. 
And uh, now it's like, okay, let's let's focus a little bit of attention on that. Let's actually put that on the thing where, yeah, we want to buy a house in the next few years. So how is that actually going to happen? Mm. What? And so that's that's where I find this a little bit like I need to get a bit focused because I basic I hate personal administration. So on one of the things that I've written down are is a family holiday to overseas. And something that I've had to write down is to fill out the children's passports. Oh, my God. Have so you still had, not done that? No. Carly, <laughs> this is the thing. I don't do the boring stuff. And so I actually do need to write down things because I won't have the things that, you know, maybe people think holidays are superficial or whatever, but that shit is life. But I don't – I need a little bit of accountability with myself to actually – make them happen. So, uh, you know, like Nick today, I just sort of said, I've got this on my list. Do you want to give it a crack? He's like, yeah, where are the forms? I'm like, oh my God, I could have just done that all along. Uh, but I, I am like at, the, at this stage, I like, I do get quite motivated by money and reaching new goals of things with that because Whenever I do, I get to do more fun things. So I, I that freedom and that flexibility for me will come with with consistency of income. So you've got like you've got that with Killer Copy. You know where that's coming from for you, and that for me is still something that's being created in my business. Um, and you know, having a lean and impactful a team and all of that sort of stuff, um, I I do get excited about hitting new income, like new revenue goals and that kind of thing. When we got the, when I checked Stripe and I could see that, you know, we'd made 500 grand in the last 12 months, I was like, what the hell? That is a, because I see that as my, like, um, that's how many people I'm helping. Like, if I'm getting that in return, then it means I must have put out a lot of good stuff. I must have been helping a lot of people. So it's kind of like this reflection that the work that I'm putting out into the world is like people are getting something for that because I tried, I, I think I always, you know, the stuff that I do, hope people get way more value than they actually pay for. So it's kind of really nice. And then I decided to look at my Stripe and just see what it's made all together. And, and I think I started my Stripe in 2016. And, um, you know, it was it's something like, oh, I can't see it here. I don't know why it's not saying it. But it was something in the 800,000s. I'm like, including PayPal, that means that my business might have made a million dollars. That to me is exciting. I do feel like a sense of achievement about that, not because that month, that, that that business was a, was saved our family us when it when shit was hitting the fan last year. I built something that could support us in our time of need, mm. and you know I I feel like um, our family and my community benefits when I'm showing up when I'm offering them chances to buy things that change their life. And the fact that that feeds us <laughs> is a cool thing. Um, so, 
you know, I see, and, you know, for example, you know, those external things, I would put, um, I only fly business class on one of my goals because sometimes it's cool to write goals as though they've already happened. And because we got spoiled with staff travel, um, all the these years that Nick was working at Qantas, that's something I absolutely want to have the income to be able to do. The kids can fly in economy, but Nick and I can fly <laughs> whenever we go places. Is really like that motivates me to have a business that is that where we can fly um, to holidays in business class. Yeah, external don't care. Makes me feel like whatever, a whatever motivates you. Fucking don't. Don't apologize. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, do not apologize for what make what what motivates you and what makes you feel good. Some people are one hundred percent like when I worked in sales. Some people are really motivated by kicking those goals, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, their life rocks when they when they reach their targets. And for me, that that was not that was not what lit my soul on fire. That's cool too. It works for them. Doesn't work for me. Fine. I'll just find ways that do work for me. But one thing that I did want to bring up about the goal thing is that so often the mistake that we make as human beings is setting the goal, getting to the goal, and then being like, woohoo. So for example, like I was saying before, driving home in the Range Rover, being like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like two weeks later, oh, it's just my car. You know, like mm. not not basking mm. in the celebration of how far we've come. And mm. when I was on the call with my bookkeeper this morning, I was like, before I go into this, you know, all the things that I want to create for the next year, and a lot of them are around, like for me, my goals are um, creating more profit in my business through yes. running running a very lean team doing work that really impacts me and feeds my soul. So doing business my way in a way that makes profit. Um, and also, uh, also with some small plans. So basically the next 12 months for me are making sure my superannuation is paid up to date. Not very sexy, but I'm very motivated to do it because now I can see long term the effect that this will have through what's happening in my personal yeah. life. I can see that this is something sure. that I need to be dealing with now. So making sure my super's all back paid and there is a plan for my retirement going forward. Um, mm -hmm. but also celebrating, you know, so, so getting that in place, repaying some debt that I, uh, you know, I put my own personal money into the business while, while things weren't going great. So making sure that I've paid that back to me. And then next year, increasing my wage for the first time in five years. And, mm. and that feels really good. They're just, they're small, achievable mm. goals that I can do, but not before I've celebrated the fact that this year I, I made all my best, all my best payments on time. Some of them even were in credit. And it's the second of July today. And I've already had my end of year call with my bookkeeper. And by the end of the week, I'm ready to put in my tax return. Celebrate so how far we've come before we yes. start moving on to the next thing. Yes. So good. And can I just say, I was having a, a chat to a girl who um, I've known through the online business world and they did a, a little bit of a, 
and this is going to be public knowledge on her podcast, so it's not I'm not sharing anything. Um, but uh, their business over the last six years or something, eight years, had made one point six million dollars. And when they when they actually looked at it after paying expenses and taxes, you know, all the things, they have from that one point six million um, have one hundred and twenty three thousand in profit, mm. which is not that much. Mm. And uh, that was a really big, like, oh, that's really interesting. So you, like, where, when, wherever you're at in your business, thinking about profit in your business, which is something that I have not done at all until very, very recently, because, like, what, what's there to show for it? And right mm. now there's really nothing to show for it. And there's um, no point in having a business just to pay other people. You know, I think right. I think that we should absolutely do a future episode on this stuff, right? Because we don't yes. think like we think we make a thousand bucks, we make a thousand bucks. Like you, you take a thousand bucks from someone, then you've made a thousand bucks. Well, but then the the you know the government going to take thirty percent of that for tax, and you know right. that kind of shit. Uh, then yeah. you know, and, and then it's... other overheads. If you've got a team, you got to pay them. Like so, so for every thousand bucks, you might actually only be making two hundred. Right on, yeah. And I, uh, I absolutely think that we need to talk about this. Yeah. But I don't think people really know. Like you know, <laughs> it might sound really amazing, but five hundred. But like, I'm more than happy to talk about the lessons in, um, you know, who, uh, what's the word I'm looking for liquidity yeah would that be the word like you know where the money goes yeah um I think I'm always more than happy to talk about that honestly because I never want it to seem like you know we're just rolling around in cash because it's just not the truth um so and you know big lessons are learned along the way with that but in terms of the, the the vision and the goal um I know that you know, a profitability factor or a good salary factor for me is absolutely in there and important mm-hmm. to me because I don't want to just do this and, like, I could sometimes earn more. Like, I often think, what could I earn in the corporate world? Probably a fair whack more. So that's why it's important that the goals and the vision supports you internally. Like, you are being internally driven forward, not just by these external things, because otherwise you will lose steam. It will be hard to keep showing up for something that knocks you about <laughs> like nothing else, but to keep on getting it back up, um, you know, to have the money stresses and all that kind of thing. It's not easy street. No, which was me this time, you know, like last May when I had my nervous breakdown, it was around that. Sure, my money yeah. was money was being turned over in the business, but as fast yeah. as it was coming in, it was going out. And I just couldn't yeah. get to the point where there was anything sitting there. It was like bills piling up, money comes in, voomp, it's all gone, I'm back to zero. How the fuck do mm. I change this for myself? You know? Mm. And so and so some sometimes our goals are set from our greatest pain points, you know? So it's like for me. The last, the last 12 months, my goals have been around creating better cash flow in my business. And now that I've yeah. created that better cash flow, now my goals are centered around because our goals have to mean something to us right. in order for right. us to actually take action on them, you know, mm. and they have to feel like 
like they are somewhat achievable, you know? So that's why, like, the reason that I'm so God, you know, so, so, um, motivated to start planning for my, my retirement is because I have to, like, it, I, I have to now. It's now time to do that. And so then when you're really motivated by something for me, which is of my avoidance, becoming Mabel's burden. I will not have that happen. So therefore, my goals are set around that, which is enough yeah. of a motivation. It's enough of something yeah. to to be working towards. My avoidance, her burden, I will not have that. Okay. Now it's time to act. And sometimes we have to we sometimes we have to let ourselves off the hook because we've set goals that actually mean fucking nothing to us. Correct. And it's okay for your goals to change. Totally. They do. They should. They do. And yeah, absolutely. And I, I reckon you're like the whole smart thing, you know, I know that that is really cool for some people, but for me, I just think what are, what are three to five things that I, you know, would really like to see happen? But then I need to, what I'm finding is that um, when things are too big for me, I just, uh, you know, I just retreat. I just, yeah, I just ignore. Mm. Like it has to feel like there has to be things for me to kind of tick off the list. So mm. I'm finding my own way through my own goal setting pattern. But I'm finding that creating a really big vision that feels a little bit crazy is just is pulling me. Like it's just it's almost like once that has that now that that's there, now that I can own that I do have one because I've resisted having one because I haven't want to be too you know, big for my boots or whatever. No, this is just the work that I want to do in the world. So how can I take action that supports me being able to do that in a way that also supports my family, in a way that, you know, serves my community and feels just really like that I get excited about getting up in the morning and working. That's really, that's really it. And it's, and it's also nice to sometimes experiment with doing your own business differently because I do think there's that whole, you know, James always says, what got you here won't get you there. And we do need to kind of go like you, I can't keep being in this position when it's bath time. Mm. It's killing me. I need to do things differently. So what got you to a position of ease around your money is by just approaching it differently, not burying your head in the sand. Mm. And, uh, you know, for me to be able to get to the next level in terms of um, scaling and automating two of my programs, I need to have a really, really good look at my numbers. I have to have, and, and I resist the numbers and the figures and all that. I'm like, it just went well. So, you know, happy days. But no, that's not actually good enough because am yeah. I scaling something that's profitable or yeah. am I not? Like, Well, that's what so I, I used I, to say all the time. You know, scaling's great, but if you're scaling it, sh if, if what you're scaling is shit, then what you're doing is scaling the shit. So any right. any systems that aren't working, anything that's not working now when you scale it, magnify that fucker. You know, that is 100%. going to magnify all of the small issues that you have. When you scale, you magnify. So if there's lots of profit, awesome, you're magnifying the profit. If you've got solid systems in place, then awesome, you're magnifying that. But if you haven't got solid systems in place, things are falling through the cracks, there's no profit in there, you scale and you are setting yourself up for huge fucking failure. 
hundred percent. Even um, today, we we're dealing, we're working as a team through um, an issue where someone um, bought keeping video real. They went through the program. It has a 30-day refund period and that is how long the program takes to deliver live. Um, so I think that's a pretty fair yeah. period. Um, but this person has not paid their second and third installments, has gone through the program, is now saying that there's family, um, it, there's been family expenses after ignoring four or five emails. Um, and and wants to be taken out of the course and when won't have already, any more. It's already, take, delive, when it's already been delivered. Right. Yeah. So I find that stuff really hard. Mm. My my position is always, oh, I don't want to make people's life harder. I don't want to play hardball. You know, like in the membership, we always give people email reminders that their annual payment is going to be taken out. Most people don't, don't see, see them. It or ignore them or don't open them and then say, I didn't expect this payment. You're, you know, this was, this is a very cheeky thing to do, but they've signed up to a a subscription membership. It's clear to them when they start, we give them reminders. We do everything that we can to make that not happen. And as a team, and so scaling, keeping video real, which is our next big project, um, is we need, we need solid stuff around this. Mm. Because if we, it, all the team needs to feel confident that this is something that we feel good about, you know, taking people through a particular process so that, you know, it's also my family has issues too. And I've sold you a program and taken you through it. And now there's no money coming in from that. Uh, what? Like, what do you uh, want me to do? Avoidance becomes somebody else's burden. We need to do a whole Always. fucking episode on that. <laughs> but, oh, but that, do. you know, like totally, because what you're avoiding, absolutely becomes a burden on somebody else. Right. And so, and I feel that at the moment with my team. Mm. So I need to work out what feels good to me in this situation. We need to have a really clear set of um, like a process to go through to make sure that everyone feels really good. Because I know exactly what you're saying. Like I can want the scale, but this stuff will just happen more the more people get access to the program. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about that when we're talking yeah. about vision and goal setting. But anyway, but once again, but it, all, it all comes into it, right? Like because often often our goals do have to come from the pain, the, the pain points that we're experiencing. And then, you know, we have to be motivated enough to want change and be willing enough to do the work in order to have the change that we need to have, you know. So yeah. it is kind of all interlaced. And anyway, this is us. And so. I think I guess the thing is is that oh, with goals, set goals that feel good to you. Mm. Do it in a way. Do it if you want to do it. Don't if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and But it really does also come down to having a vision that feels really exciting to work towards. Um, without that, then, you know, you don't even know what you're setting goals for. So, you know, getting playful with that, you know, getting a bit expansive, letting your mind wander is is a cool, th- well, I'm finding is, is a helpful tool for me when it comes, it makes it easier to set goals because I know what I'm working towards. Totally. And it's really funny that this whole thing has been created without a big vision in mind. <laughs> yes, but there was a big vision in mind. You know, I, I, I think you have had big visions. They've just changed over the years. So this is the whole thing about celebrating, right? Like your vision was you guys moving to Melbourne and you had Mm. a vision about impacting people and having them eat, come back to real food. That was a vision that you had. 
you know, and yes. then you had a vision about running a really successful membership that just fucking wowed people. And so that was a vision that you had. So I feel mm. like that that's when it comes down to like re- retrospectively looking back and going, you know, because it's so easy for us to go, I'm so shit at, at setting goals and achieving them. <laughs> but that's only because maybe you're thinking of the goals in the wrong way. You know, maybe, mm. maybe you're expecting them to look a certain way or be bigger than, than they have been, but we have all wanted something and then made it happen. Mm. You know, so it's like for me that a, a typical goal wouldn't be how free can I be? <laughs> but mm. it was a goal for me. Right. Yeah. And yep. maybe, maybe, maybe more an intention than a goal. And so maybe for me, I'm more motivated by, setting an intention for something than I am by a measurable um, mm. outcome. Mm. So yeah. it, it really comes down to knowing how you're motivated and yes. then also not beating yourself up in the process, just doing what you've got to do, giving yourself some fucking slack and celebrating, you know, looking back and saying, hey, have I already achieved this? Because it's like, you know, you saying, I, I don't, I, I've gotten this far without a vision. Well, that's bullshit <laughs> because you've just had different visions and now this, you've got a current vision. It doesn't yes. mean you've never had a vision, you know. No, no, that's true. Maybe it's that I never had a vision that felt kind of unachievable. Yeah, yeah. But Maybe now, you had safe, now, I, safe visions. I, I'm ready to. Yes, safe. I'm ready to stretch myself to something yeah. that doesn't necessarily feel comfortable. Yeah. And that in itself feels very exciting because I'm ready. You're ready. All right. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, goal setting. I mean, the takeaway would be like, you know, what are you working towards and why? Yeah. Do you need, do you need goals? Are you motivated by goals? What yeah. do they look like? We'd, we'd actually, I'd actually love to have a conversation about this in the KGC Facebook group. If because I, I would say I'm not really that motivated by goals in terms of like reaching measurable goals into, you know, so like mm. financial measurable stuff does not really excite me, but how I can create a better life for myself does excite me. Mm. How can I have a, have a better mm. experience in this life that excites me? So that's how my goals or intentions or whatever you want to call them are brought to life. So yeah, what, how does it work for you? Are you one of those people that was like the salespeople I used to work with and you're like $250,000, smash it. I'm going to have my goal. I'm going to have my super stretch goal. I'm going to have my blah, blah, blah. And that's how you're motivated. Or are you like Lisa and I, where you're like, God, I'm feeling so much resistance to this. You know, like, yeah. What, what, what does goal setting even mean to you? Hmm. Ponder that. Ponder that. And, and then, then come and chat to us. <laughs> in the Keeping Good Company Facebook group. But, as always, answer the fucking questions on your way in. <laughs> <laughs> we won't let you in. We might think we think you're a weirdo if you don't know the answers. Yes. And my name is Carly. And that is Lisa. <laughs> that is who you're listening to. And we're Keeping Good Company today talking to each other. Boom. And we hope you are too. <laughs> Until next week. Bang. Thanks for sticking around. 
see you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company.